Hey, everybody, I'm Paul Wilkie. And I'm David Oro, and you're listening to The Embargo, the greatest PR podcast of all time. Damn straight. There's always something to talk about at a point to make. And we're going to do it when we want, which is usually every other week, but recently it's been a few weeks. (laughs) Define week. Uh, Whether it's tech, business, sports, music, or your mama, we're going to cover it. And it all comes from the point of view of public relations, reputation, and communication. All about punching stodgy PR in the face. That's right. So sit back, strap in, and let's get it on. Today is Thursday, February 16th, 2022. Uh, Pretty excited about today. We had this on the calendar. And quite honestly, we didn't know what we were talking about. And usually, if you're a journalist, you really don't know what you're talking about. You have your day planned. Or if you're a PR person, you have your day planned. But then it all blows up in your face because of breaking news. Ain't that right, Paul? Sometimes you plan your day and it right. just kind of messes it up. I mean, we were all set to like put a press release and have it have it have Chad AGT write it up. But you know what? We'll go, we'll go a little off script today. Yeah, we will. So <laughs> today we're very lucky when I'm excited. So the breaking news today is the PR agency announced the first ever communication service offering for extraterrestrials and UFOs. Like, I had to stop what I was doing, (laughs) time out, reach, follow that press release, and be like, get this guy on the show. And so today, what we have, we have uh, John O'Brien. He's the founder of SBS Comms. Welcome to the show, John. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing all right. Before we get into it, just, you know, you announced this thing, but give us a little bit of background of who you are and what you do, and then let's just just dive into this news announcement today that I'm sure is rocking the PR world and everything other world out there in the universe. So, as you said, I'm the founder of of SBS, uh, some know as Strange Brew Strategies. Um, uh, we are about six years old, but you know, to date myself, I have you know about a twenty-year history in the uh, technology PR world. I've worked with everyone from you know Amazon and Box to Coinbase, DARPA, Facebook, Stripe, Airbnb, American Express, Deal, Flexport, you know, etc. So you know, worked with a variety of clients. I've been on the agency side uh, for you know, 17 plus years um, and, uh, you know, have had a personal uh, fascination with the UFO uh, issue for, you know, really dating back to to when I was in high school. And, and so, you know, as this, uh, you know, kind of blew up last week, um, you know, I started thinking about, you know, what if we could be the first company, potentially the first company, not just comms agency, but maybe the first company ever to offer uh, business services to extraterrestrials and, and UFOs, which uh, I do understand is laughable or a little tongue in cheek, but uh, you know could uh, could prove to become a little more real uh, in uh, in the years ahead. Yeah, so I think we'll we'll share the press release online, but I'll read it for people that are just listening on the podcast. SBS announces first ever communication service offering for extraterrestrials and UFOs. And you says this agency is going to opens up pressurized door to help extraterrestrial beings share their message and transport UFO science to Earth. Genius. Any clients in the in the docker right now? Any potential clients going to happen? <laughs> some uh, some interesting things have come through the uh, the alias. 
Um, you know, but but the reality is like we actually have, you know, some clients today like Astroforge that, you know, people would consider as, you know, almost closely aligned with the sci-fi-ish element of like a UFO, right? Um, you know, in two months time or so, uh, they're going to go up on a SpaceX rocket and essentially nuke a space rock, uh, use magnets to pull uh, the platinum from the nickel uh, and just see if that if that works on a very small, small scale, right? So, you know, all of a sudden we're, we're talking about, you know, asteroid mining, which just sounds like, you know, Star Wars or science fiction or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, and we, you know, we've represented uh, relativity space. We represent Pixel, which is the first uh, hyperspectral satellite company uh, ever. And so, you know, there was also an element of one, yes, there was a personal fascination there, but two, I was like, you know, we're actually, amongst the most qualified uh, to actually do this if it were to ever become reality. I got a nit to pick here. I I, you know, I love the press release, well-written, it's got all the right <laughs> stuff in it. There's Thank no you. third party quote, no analyst on, on extraterrestrials, <laughs> no aliens. Come on, what kind of accounts <laughs> are you providing here? <laughs> so, uh, so the true story here is that this was actually really difficult to get by uh, business wire. Um, really? <laughs> yes. So Business Wire has a policy and they have an editorial content team that has to review these type of things. And I guess every April Fool's Day, they get like tons of press releases that they just deny right? because they don't want to sort of perpetuate fake news or false, you know, whatever. And so I had to actually go back and forth with them uh, quite a bit, point oh, out that I have like a lot of expertise and knowledge of this space uh, that I have in the past represented space companies and DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, like, you know, things like that to sort of establish credibility and said, look, like, you know, we see this as doing no harm to SBS or Business Wire. We don't have, you know, any brands, Coca-Cola or Pepsi, or, you know, any, any brands named in there that we would need uh, approval on. And, uh, you know, they ultimately uh, came back with the ruling that, you know, this is just PR firms being PR firms. That is fantastic. I, I, did you have to, was there something that they, did you had to take out um, that they didn't want in there? They, was it no, just I a fought, conversation? I, I fought for all of it. Um, you know, I, I could have tried to concede a whole bunch of stuff and said, you know, okay, I'll change my quote or, uh, you know, something like that. But I, I felt like, you know, taking... <laughs> almost a principled stance on this that you know again this does no harm to to us any businesses uh or 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 business wire so uh and they ultimately agreed well, i saw the news today and it's like it, it this punches stodgy pr in the face because that's what we do at the embargoed here yep. and i commend you guys for that i i, I love the uh offerings and, and if you haven't had a chance to read the press release you know check it out it's the services that they're offering arranging from galactic origins, anti-gravity technology, time travel, fusion energy, crop circles, observable length of human history, super super remote work, and more. I love the super remote work part. Like, how yeah. far out in the galaxy can I be? be a client? Yeah, like, I mean, you know, we talk, yeah, we talk about remote work of, like, someone who's, like, you know, lives 10 miles from the office that they used to work at. But what about, like, light years, right? Like, how does that work? What, what kind of technologies do you have how do you maintain connection with your your home base uh you know other cultural things that you do to uh you know 
not feel lonely out there in uh, in space or on another planet. So besides contacting the wire service early, uh, what have you learned from this exercise? I mean, honestly, this is just kind of a part of SBS's ethos. Like we are very sort of, I guess, creative and entrepreneurial. If you look at our Instagram page or, you know, even some of, uh, you know, our, our business offerings are like extremely non-traditional, right? We, you know, we launched Onboard earlier this year, which is like a extremely low cost, scalable Slack-based service for uh, for early stage startups. Uh, you know, we, uh, a couple of years ago, decided to launch a sister agency, uh, Redwood Climate Communications, that does you know, obviously like clean tech, you know, kind of stuff in the in the years coming, we see us doing that more. And so SBS mm-hmm. becomes almost a, a network of like boutique agencies rather than just one thing. And so, you know, when when people come with uh interesting ideas like this, we try to come at it from a place of like how can it work rather than how can it not work. So, I mean, one of the things I like about this is it sends a clear message out to the market. You know, we've got a sense of humor. This is what you're dealing with. And, you know, that's going to make a difference for you guys. And, you know, I always say to potential clients, I'm like, we all can do what you want us to do, but can you work with us? And I think I think this is a great way of showing, you know, we're fun. We take a creative approach to thinking about, about you know, your solutions and, and, and communications. And this is who we are. Yeah, exactly right. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, if I'm being completely honest, I mean, I, I this would be the dream client, right? Like, <laughs> there is no bigger story in the world, I mean, literally. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, you know, not just the sort of, you know, what type of technologies do they have, but, you know, all of these stories. And it brings up really interesting questions, right? I think in terms of like, a UFO unveiling, we always think about it from the standpoint of like, how would our government tell us, right? But like, what if they, what if they didn't want to go that route? What if like, they wanted to speak for themselves and not be filtered or, you know, all of that. And it brings up a whole lot of interesting questions in terms of like, how would you handle that? How would you handle breaking the biggest news story in the history of the world? I love the concept of the aliens owning the narrative. I just love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we're used to seeing it on our side. I, I got, I got asked, John. Uh, what have you heard from your network, from your clients, from your friends, and things like that? I, I know, I know Ashley Vance. Uh, oh yeah, retweeted it, and I know he took my screenshot that I shared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thanks for the hat tip, Ashley. <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, well, what's been the feedback like? What have you been hearing? I know I'm sure people are having fun with it. Yeah, everyone's having fun. A lot of our clients loved it, especially you know in 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 the space industry. Um, most people found it funny. My mom uh, said, "Are you sure this isn't an April Fool's Day joke?" Uh, you know things like that. But uh, also, I mean, a lot of these people know that you know. Again, I'm I'm uh, very uh, very interested and knowledgeable about you know the UFO. Uh, phenomenon, uh, you know, dating back a very long time. Um, and so, you know, some people like actually sort of text me on the side and like, what do you think of what is going on here and all of that? And then the Ashley thing was funny because I I, uh, I texted him this morning with the press release and I said, um, I said, uh, I'll let you know if we get any inbounds because this will be the best Hello World episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, like this, there's a lot of lessons here for, for clients in, in general, right? You, you have actually put out a press release that's very timely, right? And so these, mm-hmm. they have these mm-hmm. unidentified flying objects that are flying around. We shot down one. We don't know what the others are. The U.S. government's not saying what the other two were, right? Mm-hmm. And so you put out a press release. This is, you know, an uh, industry term that people use, and I don't like the term, actually. It's called trend jacking, right? You just... Yeah, yeah. You know, but... Uh, it, there's lessons here of how to get yourself out there. And I'm sure this will carry on forward. You know, it's been interesting, John. We, I've been watching uh, SBS since it was Strange Brew. And you know, I guess you guys changed it, right? And you said it's been yeah. about six years since you founded it. It's yeah. also been six years since Ryan Seacrest joined live with Kelly and Ryan. And today he now says leaving. Is that a coincidence or not? I don't know. That's an otherworldly coincidence of some sort. Oh man, Seacrest and I are always in lockstep. Uh, no, I uh, to show you how much I don't, I, I didn't even know he was on that show. <laughs> I didn't Actually, even know that show. Yeah. Frankly, I didn't even know that was still a show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> no relationship with with Seacrest. Yeah, well, you know the reason why I know about it. I don't watch the show because it's usually during working hours. Is I've been I've been fascinated with Apple News lately, and so I've made mm-hmm. Apple News my thing to see news that I don't normally follow in tech or in business. So I started subscribing things. I'm now a clip on it. Oh uh, yeah, it was the Kelly the Kelly and uh, and Brian were were the top headlines, and I went down that rat hole <laughs> and was like, oh, yeah yeah, you guys have done an amazing job. People, I, I think people are liking what you guys are doing. Obviously, it shows in the client work. Um, and 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 you've grown that team, and something like this yep. is, uh, carries it forward. So congratulations to you. Yeah, I appreciate it. What are some of the things you're working on right now? I think most people know us as as kind of a you know a media shop, right? We are very focused on the results. Um, I think like things like integrated marketing, you know, definitely has its place, uh, usually amongst amongst bigger brands. But at the end of the day, um, you know. I think if you're going to do a lot of data and measurement and things like that, then, you know, the data should stem from, you know, really impactful things. Um, and, you know, I think, I still think that the number one, you know, job or role in, in the PR industry is, uh, you know, to control the narrative externally and be proactive about, uh, you know, getting, getting really good results. So, um, you know, we're, we're just doing that across, you know, all of our clients. I think the onboard thing is the new, uh, you know, big thing that, you know, we launched in January, I think we're up to seven clients now. And that's definitely kind of a, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's almost like a beta sort of service right now. I mean, we're still learning a lot and that, that was intentional, right? Like, even if we got a wave of like 20 companies that wanted to do a day one, we weren't going to to take that on because we needed to learn sort of, you know, uh, how to do this sort of very, uh, fast and scalable, you know, PR service, but do it, do it well. Um, and the other benefit to that is, you know, as we, we deal with journalists on, on a daily basis, um, you know, there's a lot of information sharing that, that we have, you know, across our accounts and then, and then to onboard companies as well. So, you know, obviously AI is one of the big stories of 2023. Uh, we have a number of awesome clients in, in that space. And then, you know, some more coming on to, to the onboard service as well. So there's, um, you know, we, we, we feel really good about how involved, I guess, all of our, our clients are in, in those type of stories. I want, I want to get back to the point that you mentioned at the top of, of, of that answer, media controlling the narrative. 
right? And so we've seen a lot of shops yeah. come together and focus on social media or digital advertising or content marketing uh, and adding that to their services. But I always tell people, you know, they ask me what I do. I said, I help people get in the news or stay out of the news. And clients are paying us mostly, particularly on these, is to get in the news. Like, then if you can get in the media, that's what people are always looking for. And I've seen a lot of agencies trying to sell different services, but in the end of the day, you're judged on by getting ink. And there's, I think, there's a lot less being offered, particularly at the big firms around that right now. Um, yeah. You know, I think the smaller shops are succeeding because they're remembering that PR part is all about. Yeah, and I, and I think that um, yeah, a lot a lot of uh, you know brands are really in need of that, and, and and the relationship starts to break down. I think between client and and uh, an agency when you know the question becomes, why is my competitor in the New York Times and I'm not? Right. Um, and if the answer is, well, you know, we're executing on a content marketing plan or, you know, ramping up social media or something, it's just it's not the same value. And it's not that those things don't have value. Um, it's just that I think the core service needs to be that strong execution of external media. And then you can build around them, right, not in lieu of that. Yeah. I want to go back to the, the press release because I really had fun with it. You know, any other interesting feedback that you've gotten either on social media or with clients? I mean, clients, what are you, did any of your clients say anything? Uh, I haven't, I, I honestly haven't looked in probably an hour and a half to see if, if there's uh, any more. I mean, most, most uh, you know, I got a few emails that said like, you know, brilliant or, you know, something like that, that was, you know, supportive uh, uh, and whatnot. Um uh, but yeah, I mean that was that was basically it. I, I mean, I think it's I think it's a good prime. You know, you know, like you said, you know, you know we were talking about earlier. You know, you could have saved this for April, April Fool's Day, and I think it would have it, it would have been great. But I don't think it would have been as impactful because of the news going on right now. Right. Um, but it's it, this this gives us a good opportunity to, to talk about like when clients should do something April Fools and when they shouldn't. Um, <laughs> Mostly they shouldn't, Paul. Mostly they shouldn't. <laughs> Mostly they and, shouldn't. And, you know, let's sort of, I'd love to hear from both of you. When when should they? When, you know, when do you think it works? I think the bigger question, Paul, on this is when you do something like this, which is, you know, with all due respect to SBS, it is um, uh, offbeat, right? Yeah. yeah. So when, when you're trying to some, do something that is out of the norm like this, it's very hard for corporations to do it. And I think that's the kind of thing that you want to talk about. And I think, you know, what I liked about the SBS strategy here is that one, um, it's aligned to what I believe is your culture of trying new different things. That's exactly yeah. it. Two, it's actually, it's authentic. You're actually aligned to actual space clients, like the, the, the yeah. mining of, uh, you know, minerals or elements from from asteroid. passing comet or yeah. asteroid is a real deal. So there's authenticity behind it, and I think what a lot of what what happens a lot is that corporations try to insert themselves into something that is inauthentic and outside of their culture. It's got to be brand adjacent. You so, say, you know, Taco Bell can get away with something that 
J.P. Morgan cannot. Correct. And you know, if J.P. Morgan said, you know, we're going to open up like penny trading accounts tomorrow um, for 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 Bitcoin, you know, it's not you know, the question marks going to get raised. They're going to question their integrity. But like, you know, Taco Bell, you know, changing their logo to Liberty Liberty Bell or whatever the hell they did a few years back, um, yeah. that works. It's consistent with with their brand and their voice. And John, I think. I think, you know, just based on everything I've seen from you guys and everything and 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 your your approach, that levity is baked into your brand, which is fantastic. Yeah, I was I was gonna echo basically exactly what you said. I think if like an April Fool's joke works if it's sort of in line with the tone of the brand, right? Like, you know, a Geico, right, which runs always like funny commercials or something did something on April Fool's that was unique was you know it has to actually be a good idea first of all but if it was a good idea great but if it's like a good idea but it's VMware you know which is like just this enterprise software company that's always serious and never playful and then all of a sudden they pull this stunt it's just kind of like you know whatever um and so that's why I think like you know for for the reaction we get from our clients on this is like it's in line with who we are we don't take ourselves too seriously we we work really hard but we're also like you know pretty informal and fun and joke around and you know things like that talk to us about from uh concept to incept to to inception for this whole thing like when did the idea come up and when did you say all right we're going to do this and what kind of internal discussions did you guys have about that it was actually pretty quick i uh <laughs> I brought it up on an executive meeting. So I got an agenda sent to me for our exec meeting and I actually added in it J-O-B. They called me J-O-B. J-O-B's crazy idea. And, uh, you know, two hours later we're on the call and they're like, what is it? And I'm like, okay, so, you know, here's what I think. And everyone was like, I actually like expected a little bit of pushback. Everyone was like, that's amazing. And so the rest of the exec meeting I was completely zoned out and started typing the press release. Uh, and so, <laughs> so they, they, they ended up asking me a couple of questions like during the thing. And I'm like, sorry, what? You know, like I get very locked in. Um, and they're like, you're writing the release, aren't you? I'm like, yes. Uh, and so uh, it, it actually, um, so it was the day before yesterday. So it was Tuesday. Uh, we talked about the idea. I wrote the release in probably under an hour and uh, we went back and forth with business wire on it yesterday. And uh, they gave us the go ahead about 3 PM yesterday. And we decided to hold it for this morning. Well, press releases are a lot easier to write when they're fun. <laughs> so good for yeah. you. Yeah. I, I, I will also just say on a, on a you know, again, a, personal fascination note on this. I don't know if you watched Biden's address today on the uh, the objects that were uh, shot down, but, um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the senators that came out of the uh, classified briefing yesterday uh, mentioned that, you know, the American people can handle uh, what, what they were told, uh, that up to 99% of what they were told has already been sort of, you know, discussed probably in the New York Times stories, uh, about, uh, you know, gimbal and go fast. Um, you know, I think what's clear, and, I, and this is my personal uh, opinion on on what happened is after the Chinese spy balloon uh, was, uh, well, I think we, frankly, I think we tracked that from the second it took off in China. 
Uh, I don't think anything the size of a freaking baseball could enter our uh, airspace without us uh, knowing it. But if there are things, and it, it appears there are uh, objects that can enter airspace uh, and avoid radar, right? So, you know, in 2017, when our fighter pilots upgraded their radars on the FA-18 fighter jets, which, by the way, already had unbelievably advanced radars. After they upgraded it, they were able to see things that they had never seen before. Uh, and that's where the, you know, Gimbal video in the New York Times came from. These objects sound very similar. So I think we were scouring North America, all of North America. That's why we found a balloon on the north end of South America with mm -hmm. these type of radars, found objects that shouldn't be there. And frankly, I'm not sure they know what they are. Uh, and, you know, the idea that they shot them down and are now saying they may never recover them uh, is is beyond uh, bizarre um, because, you know, it, it they saw it fall and break apart on the ice and things like that. So uh, there's there's a lot more to to all of this. Um, I'm not saying that it's it's extraterrestrial. I absolutely think that uh, we have the capabilities now to. Uh, make this type of technology ourselves. Uh, potentially, China does uh, as well. But also, you know, these type of stories, like almost exact stories, go back to the 40s and 50s when I do not believe at all we had any of this type of technology uh, on on this planet. John, I'm willing to su to suspect that you're withholding information. You know what's going on, <laughs> and you're cornering the market on extraterrestrial PR. And you're, that's why you're, you're driving this mess. So, yeah. Paul, I'd like I, you to perpetuate I, that rumor <laughs> as, as much as you can. John, this has been absolutely, <laughs> we, we do tip our hats to you. And thank you for thank you. getting online with us. Of course. Short notice. It was, it was a pleasure to have you. Congratulations on the news announcement. We're looking forward to having your first, for you announcing your first extraterrestrial client in the near future. Right on. Will do. You guys will be the first to know. Fantastic. All right. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you, John. All right. See y'all. I wanted to be a spaceman. That's what I wanted to be. But now that I am a spaceman, nobody cares about me.